only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to week seven. We're going to wait a couple minutes. It is actually 8.28, so we're a little early. But I say welcome if you are on the conference line. Welcome to week seven. We have made it. So welcome.
Welcome, welcome. If you're on the conference line, it is a little after 8.30, and this is week seven of our Bed, Fast, Love Bible Study. I want to say welcome, welcome again to week seven. I am sprinting while I'm jogging in my body. I am sprinting in my spirit because I've already worked out today, so I'm kind of uh, ready to go to bed, <laughs> but Spiritually, I am um, utterly excited to be here with you once again for Fitness Love Week 7. Uh, I'm going to wait just a little minute, a couple minutes, just to wait to, you know, first get our audience together. Um, and hopefully you all will come in and join us one more time for Week 7, and then we're going to take a break, and then we will go on to our next Bible study. Give me one second. I want to get something to prop this up. There we go. I like that better. We have a little different background in the back. That's a little jazzy and colorful. Let's go out with a bang. <laughs> okay. So I'm only going to wait one minute because we're usually at 8.35, 8.30. We won't be long, I think. I'm going to read the whole Psalms 107 for the last week. Hopefully you can hear me. And uh, we're in a season of a lot of books in our area. There's a lot of books in here. There's a lot going on. So we thank God. Okay, well, this is Rhonda Hammond, and uh, many of you know that we have a week for seven weeks doing our Bible study, Steadfast Love by Lauren Hill. It was my desire, Lauren Hill, Lauren Chandler. Who is Lauren Hill? <laughs> Lauren Chandler, forgive me. It is my desire to uh, incorporate, to discover God's steadfast love for us through our prayer group. Simply pray. We have a prayer call every week, and so um, one of the things that I wanted to do was really dig in and find out about God's steadfast love. And one way to do that is to go through a study, to go through His Word, and find out what He really has to say about how He feels about us, and hopefully get you to a place that you are closer to Him in relationship. So I am going to start off by reading Psalms 107, and then I'm going to read our notes from Lauren that we read every week. How about I read that first? That's what I usually do, and then we read one of the Psalms 107 is a call to worship, a call to the people of God to remember all the ways he has rescued and will continue to rescue. The psalmist is imploring the people to speak out loud of his faithfulness and thank him for it. He invites us to invite each other to tell it because some of us need to hear a certain word right now, and all of us need to be reminded that God is here. I'm going to miss reading this, because <laughs> every week I read it. An important point that I want to read, and, and this is uh, 
our next time we'll be reading it from Lauren. So I am inviting you to remember with me the things we remember together may not be shared memories from our own stories, but rather remembering how God has been faithful in history, in his story, for our stories are woven into his. I am asking God to make his presence manifest among us over the next seven weeks. But more importantly, I am reminding you and myself that he is already there, ready and waiting. And hopefully you take this away as we leave and not saying goodbye, but saying goodbye to this study for now, that you know that he is already there, ready and waiting. He's always there. I'm going to dive right into Psalm 107. It is pretty long, but it is our last time that we'll be reading it. But hopefully it will not be your last time of reading Psalm 107 because we learned so much from this rich word. Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the land, from the east and from the west, and from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. And then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. And he led them by a straight way till they reached the city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Some set in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in iron. For they had rebelled against the word, the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. And so he bowed their hearts down and with hard labor, and they fell down with none to help. And then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of the darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. Fifteen, let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous work to the children of man. For he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts into bars of iron. Some were fools through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquity suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. And then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. I love that. And he delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. And let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs of joy. Some went down to the sea in ships doing business in the great waters, and they saw the deeds of the Lord and his wonders for, in the, for he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. And they mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in, the, in their evil plight. And they reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wit's end. And then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Verse 28. Some of them just make me excited, so I emphasize them. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were rushed. Hush. And then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. 
Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. 32. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turns rivers into the desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a faithful land into salty waste because of the evil of its inhabitants. He turns the desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water, and there he lets the hungry dwell, and they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get fruitful yields. By his blessing, they multiply greatly, and he does not let their livestock diminish. And when they are diminished and brought low through oppression, evil, and sorrow, he pours content on princes and makes them wonder in trackless ways. But he raises up the needy out of the affliction and makes their families like flocks. Last two verses, 42. The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness shuts his mouth. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. I want to say amen. Turn that time reading Psalms 107 together. Okay, so let's go over here and dive in and... Lauren says she hates saying goodbye. <laughs> she hates saying goodbye. Goodbyes are hard. Week seven. This is our scripture that we're going to focus on. Is let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the land, from the east, and from the west, and from the north, and from the south. So we started. We ended where we started off. So welcome to session seven of the best of. Uh, we're going to just go through some questions and answer them. I know that there's not many people here, so I am just going to go through them. You have liberty to go back and listen to this at your leisure. It is on the conference line on uh, TalkShoe.com. The code is 117625. You can put that in and listen. And you can go on Facebook. If you are part of the group, you can go back and watch it and listen to the uh, review. So question one. Name something that reminds you of a time when God delivered you from a desert, chain, folly, or storm. I wanted to just pull this out that in seven, in Psalms 107, it talks about four different areas, desert, chain, folly, or storm. And I just wanted to uh, correlate that right now with Harvey, with Irma, with Jose, and I'm not sure of the other one, but right now we have four hurricanes going on. And I listened to a message today uh, from one of the churches that was in Houston and how they uh, just wanted to talk about being broken and going through this time of restoration and how um, this is devastation, but how God um, had a, a purpose for it, how um, they can come together, because I want to say we, well, we too, where we are coming together and donating. But I just wanted to just, point out that there's four different storms going on, and literally um, the world is in the midst of these storms, whether we're there geographically or here in our places helping them. And in Psalms 107, it talks about these four areas. God delivered you from a desert, change, file, or storm. So literally, these people are in storms right now in Puerto Rico and uh, Houston, and literally going through these storms right now, but you may be going through different storms. So the question was, Name something that reminds you of the time when God delivered you from a desert, from chains, folly, or a storm. 
I can say that file use um, is one area that sticks out to me right now. I've been in deserts where it's been famine, where it's been uh, very dry, but um, studying the word and going back, I'm reminded that um, usually when you're getting ready to go into a new place, things dry up. And so I remember following, just making some bad decisions, and um, the Lord just helping me to realize that they were bad decisions and going through them and just making um, better decisions and really coming to a place of rock bottom. I had to start making some better decisions. And so I'm grateful for that place because even though it was a hard place, it has brought me to a place now where I don't move as fast. You know, you're impulsive and moving and, and going and, and not moving so fast because I don't want to do it foolishly. I want to seek God in everything that I do. In your current season, how can you fulfill God's will for your life to rejoice always? There's this... Um, Saying by Drenda, is it Kissy or Kirsty? It's Kissy. Um, I, I believe she's a minister, Brenda, but she says to make a choice to rejoice. And ever since I heard that every day, it's not a word that I would say all the time, rejoice. Uh, it's like a seasonal thing. And when they say season, I think of rejoicing and I think of Christmas time that we rejoice in the Lord. It's not one of the words that I hold on to. Now I will because of the, the study, but I make a, a choice to rejoice. And so um, the season I am in right now, I'm making a choice to rejoice in whatever situation I'm in. And we talked about that last week about being thankful and praying and rejoicing. Have you seen prayer answer in your life or in the life of someone you know and share that with you all? And so, of course, I've I'm always praying. Uh, I see prayers answer all the time. Uh, I see the prayers answer in my family. Uh, just recently, my daughter was praying about some things, and I've seen some things happen in my life. All of them, all the time. Um, I'm always encouraging our family to just stay in front of God. I'm encouraging you to simply pray, to stay in front of God all the time, and just give them your request and make them known and go to God with everything to get in a relationship with him. And God put these desires in your heart so he already knows um, what you have need of. Amen. And what is one thing God showed you or did for you through this study that you plan to say so about? That the redeemed of the Lord say so. So I'm going to say that this study, number one, pushed me to show up here every week, right? We didn't miss a week. We didn't miss a beat. We were here on time. And sometimes I was driving, sometimes I was walking, and uh, sometimes I was praying. But through this, God showed his faithfulness. Um, it was a request that I had, and, and I said that if no one showed up, I would still teach it with all that I had in me. Um, so I would say that this is our first study that we've done, and uh, I believe that God has pulled some things out of us to just show us um, what he has to say in his word, a study that we've never done. And a, a, a scripture that we may have not looked at, and now we've looked at it differently. So I will continue to tell how this is part of our story. My husband and I was talking about it today, how uh, we looked at some things and we were looking at what we used to do and what we could have done and how this um, opportunity opened up and we believed that um, God was in it and we were obedient, and so we just moved forward. So I'll continue to say more about that, but 
I will tell and say so about this Bible study that it has changed my life so much, and I'm grateful for it. If you are willing, share your ideas as to how you might invest the talent and stories with which God has entrusted you, and that's on page 180, and ask the group to help keep you accountable. So I'm going to say, guys, keep me accountable because I'm going to share my story. I'm gonna, I am share my story all the time anyway, but we're going to go over to 180, and we're going to talk about the talents. And it's so funny because I was listening to a message this week, and it was about the talents, and there was a prophetic word that was given to me earlier in my year about the talents. And the lady that gave me the prophetic word is uh, in my life now. That was years ago. And we were at a church, and she uh, gave me the word, and then now I see her quite often. And um, I don't know if she remembers it. She doesn't say it. I remember it. Uh, I believe the Lord just used her and gave her a mighty word. But it was a word that talked about the talent, and we're going to talk about it. And uh, it's a word that I hold on to, and that's why we're here today, because I don't want to sit on my talent. So we're going to go over to page 178, and it is... Uh, I'm going to read a little bit about it. Not only do we have our own stories to tell, we have our own ways of telling them. You have been given gifts, abilities, and opportunities that are only yours. Today, I want to take you to the stories you've probably heard before if you spent much time in church. And it's Matthew 25, it's the parable, 14 through 38. In the past, I had erroneously confused talents in this parable with natural talent. Here the term is describing high denomination of money in that time. This term also represents valuable, a valuable resource. Not purely an aptitude, a talent and food, but it is not limited to natural ability gifts or an opportunity. What are your thoughts as you read the master's response to each servant? So I'm going to go over to uh, a quote that Eugene Patterson says. And then we're going to go over to uh, the question. And uh, we are going to get ready to close out. Eugene Patterson comes through again in his translation and interpretation of the text of the message. The servant given 1,000 said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways, that you demand and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you, so I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is, safe and sound, down to the last cent. And the master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the best? Why why did you do uh, less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers, where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Take the thousand and give it to one, one who risks the most, and get rid of this slave thief who won't go out on the land. Throw him out into utter darkness, and that's Matthew 25, 24, and 30. And its emphasis is mine. So we're going to go over to the questions because, interesting enough, uh, this cuts me. Lauren said, this cuts me to the core. Countless times I've thought about not uh, 
it's not working unless I do it perfectly. So I'd better not even try. But thinking and acting upon this, I reveal that I don't trust the Lord's goodness and power. And I think I thought about this too. And many times we talked about this. Uh, Stacy and I talked about it about today just being fearful and how we're not moving in certain things because we're just fearful and how we have to just come to a place that we'll make mistakes, that uh, we have our stories, that we've gone through different things, and that we can speak from a very authentic and transparent place. So I'm just going to go over three questions, and then I'm going to read you a prayer, and then we are going to close out for this week because it is week seven, and we have gone through and journeyed through this wonderful book. And uh, as we say, well, we'll say that in a little bit. So we'll go through the last question. What spoke to you in Eugene Patterson's book about how God creates us uniquely? Well, he talked about the talents, and I didn't really see that he said that <laughs> um, uniquely. I just know that he does, and I know that we all have talents. And my my ministers preached about this on Wednesday. That's where it was. So this is just like a ripple effect where God wants you to hear it and move on it because he's given us talents. And this is talents of denominations, but we all have gifts and talents. What has God initiated in your life over the last several weeks? Over the last several weeks, you guys know last week we were on vacation out in Ohio, and one of my goals was to invest in uh, myself and go out to a leadership conference and really just get fed. And so I believe that he has initiated some great things there. And um, he's just doing a new thing, and that's a, a word that keeps coming up because it's all of the messages, you know how your messages just mess together? You're like, my pastor's speaking about this, and, you know, you're sitting there spending time and hearing word, and someone else is talking about it, and it's just, I know he's doing a new thing, and not just waiting until the new year, but right now I'm doing a new thing. So what has he initiated this drive to go forth in God's word and get in and teach and learn in this season? Amen. And our last question, no one else has this story. You are original. How is God leading you to be the reason he says so? So I am boldly, I went to this conference last week in Ohio, and boldly, one of the workshops was Don't Win Out. And I just keep thinking about that. Don't win out and be bold for God. And so uh, we will continue to keep showing up. Doesn't We don't know what that looks like all the time, but we given us so many people over the years that we have literally just sat on idea after idea and not sure what it's going to look like or you're you're afraid it should be ridiculed or that that's not going to make sense. And so I have just decided whatever it looks like, God, that it would be you and I hand in hand. And I would go forth and um, be bold in God. Bold to me is blogging. Bold, boldly blogging, boldly living online for God. And so that is my statement. That's what he 
um, is doing in my life, and I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell everyone. I want to go over just our story a little bit. It's all right. So if you're in, you have a story, you have talent, take some time, how you will invest them. No dream is too big or too small. And what is he putting on your heart to do and be a part of? I think this is funny because we just literally came back at three minutes after eight. We went from New Jersey to Philadelphia because someone had uh, purchased from us 20 of the dream big, bigger bracelets to give to their students. And um, this is a bold message, dream bigger. And that's what we're just talking about. What has God? No dream is too big or too small. And so what is he putting on your heart to be a part of? So this is some time that we're going to take in our private time. But the mess, the question was, all right, it's your turn again. And I'll ask you this. Um, whoever joins us and plays this back, you may not have the book, but you can take a piece of paper. All right, so it's your turn again. You have a story. You have talent. Take some time to consider how you will invest them. No dream is too big or too small. What is he putting on your heart to do and be a part of now? Well, I know now we are talking about a child with Compassion International. Uh, that is what my desire. And uh, with some people that are in uh, other countries and organizations, um, creating some great, great things to move us forward, classes and uh, products and those things in a year from now. Um, the thing, speaking and telling our story and wherever God gives us the opportunity to go, that we would do that. It's now and then one year from now, five years from now. Um, if the kids are pretty grown and a good place and that we are ministering, and in my, my heart is um, one of my requests that I ask the Lord is that he would allow myself um, my husband and, and the kids to touch the ground of places and see places that he has created um, and so that they would know that God is a really, really, really big God, not just the God of New Jersey and the tri-state area, but that he would take them and let their feet actually touch the ground of some of those great places. So that's what I hope to do in five years, to be ministering in other places and to go out on the mission field and really help um, some kids learn and to pray, and um, he showed me those things and dreams. So that's in five years and ten years from now. Uh, I have this dream <laughs> that I um, have it on my vision board that I want to speak at the Liberty uh, Converse Convocation in Virginia. And I don't know if that's ten years. That's really still more like seven years. Um, but if the Lord allows me to do that, that is one of the things that I so desire to do. Uh, is to do that um, and to go and travel, travel a lot. So those are the things that I want to do and to really just go and teach and uh, teach over, all over the world. So I wanted to share that with you. Those are some things you can put on some paper to think about what is the Lord asking, what is he putting on your heart to do and be a part of now, one year from now, five years from now, and ten years from now. We can see into the future and we don't know even know what tomorrow may hold, but what we do know is that God is the Lord of the steadfast love who is for us. This means you can dream without guilt and without clenching your hands tightly, and we dream freely because we are so freely loved. 
Now all of our deserts, teens, and follies, and storms are behind us. Amen. And they may come again, but don't be discouraged. Each season is an opportunity to reveal the anchor of our souls, and that's Jesus. There's no fear for the one who fears the Lord, for the one whose soul is anchored in his steadfast love. So here's our last question, and I'm going to read you a prayer. Share with your group or someone you trust what the Lord has shown you today. Have them pray with you and hold you accountable to put the steps, put steps to it, and let the redeemed of the Lord say so the last time in the way and spaces he has ordained for you. Amen. So I want to give you this prayer, and then we are going to close out of the study. Amen. This has been an awesome time. Um, it's not so much of a prayer, but I want to give you just something to think about. Uh, prayer is fellowship with God, and here's something to think about before we close. How strong would my marriage be if this is from Lauren, if I actually talked to Matt or if I never actually talked to Matt or listened to what he had to say? Could we even have a relationship? And what if I what if I did what if all I did was listen to what everyone else had to say about Matt? Who Matt is and never really got to know him myself. I could know a lot about him, but I wouldn't actually know him. The same is true about the Lord. Yes, we know him through his word, but we interact with him by talking to and listening to him through prayer. It is true that you, it is true of you that you know more about God than you know him. If not, how have you grown in that way? And so with our um, prayer group, it is our earnest desire for you to get to know God through prayer and conversation and the word of God, talking to him and getting close to him so that you know him. And so I wanted to read that to you so that you would um, get into a place that you would consistently push forward and know that you needed to talk to God. Like even if you're in a relationship and she needs illustration of her husband and she just didn't listen to him or listen to what everybody else had to say, she wouldn't get to know him. And we hear a lot about God, and I say that on the prayer call often, that we hear or we know God on the strength of our parents. God is faithful and God is distant, but we don't know God for ourselves. And so um, when you walk away from this, hopefully you'll remember that he is a God that loves us unconditionally, steadfast love, and that um, he wants to get to know us and that we still have pages left. I don't know how much you were able to finish in this study, but we encourage you to, to go back through and just always review it and take some time to, you know, write notes and go back and just read it and know that through those storms, the deserts, the follies, the change, that God is with you and he is um, there to give us steadfast love. And this is our first Bible study, so we are going to end with that. We want to say um, that for those of you who joined us, and it wasn't many, but we're going to put it up in the Simply Pray group, that this came today. We just ironically met a lady out at our conference, and she had a copy of the book, brand new, and she sent it to me, and it actually came today. Um, so we're going to give away a copy of this 
Bible study for our new study that starts on October the 16th. And it's called Avoid Doesn't Sleep. And it's five habits from the book of Ruth. We're going to give away a little study gift, like a study pack um, for one of the participants on this Bible study. And we'll do that later. We'll announce that. But for now, we are going to go. We want to say thank you all for um, trekking with us through this Bible study and um, being as faithful as you could be and getting on and coming back and listening. And hopefully that just blessed you uh, immensely. So I am going to um, pray this out. And then we are going to say bye for now until next time. We'll be back October the 16th with a woman who doesn't quit. You can get this on Amazon. But we are going to give away this copy. We'll most likely announce it on next Monday. So you'll have time to know if you want it and time to get yourself a copy if you need it. A woman who doesn't quit, five habits. So we're going to go through um, five sessions, five weeks, and just talk about um, what we need to do to stay in there and to not give up, to keep on going. And it's by Nikki Kosarik. Okay. So I just want to thank you for this opportunity, time, Lord God, for just coming together in this Bible study, Lord God, that you gave me and that we just gleaned and garnered so much information from Psalms 107 that we know that you are with us through the chains and the follies and the desert and the and uh, the storms, and that we know that when we walk through different things that you're always there. We know that you're always there and that you desire to just bring us in right relationship with you. And so we've learned so much from this study, but we just ask that you put it in a place that it is it fell on good ground and that we continue to remember everything that we learned from this study and that we would walk in knowing, know that when we go through different things, Lord God, that you're strengthening us in uh, building something inside of us so that we can keep on going to um, where you have us to go, and that's our destiny. So we just thank you for all that came and joined us for this Bible study. And, Lord God, we ask that you bless it, bless those people um, as they go forth in all that you've taught us to do. Help us with our talents. Help us to boldly proclaim your word and go out and encourage others and uh, be difference makers in our neighborhood. And so we thank you for this word. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for traveling, mercies, as we made it from state to state to come back here tonight to give week seven. And so we so bless you, God, for just this opportunity, and we thank you in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining us for week seven. We'll be back uh, October the 16th for this um, not week six, it'll be week one. We'll do five weeks <laughs> for this new study, A Woman Who Doesn't Quit. I'm so excited about this. And we have a companion book that we picked up by Diane Nix as well, um, that that'll be our copy that we'll go through it with you. And we're just going to dig in this because we're at a place um, after we learn steadfast love and sometimes we're weary and well-doing. And we have many hats that we wear. If I can count all my hats, I'm a sister, I'm a a uh, wife, I'm a mother, you know, I, I go to church, I'm a business owner, all these different things. And sometimes life just, and you just want to quit. So we want to make sure that we stay in God's word and that we don't quit. And so this is going to be an easy study. I am looking forward to it. So October 16th, be back with us online again. We've been 
put some things up, um, but we'll keep you posted with that. But we're going to give one of these away in the Simply Pray group, um, and so one person will walk away with this Bible study, and we'll be back on October 15th. So, as you always say, be fit and be blessed. Take care. Amen.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.